Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are once again in the studio talking about the Ligonier study on the church uh, or the state of theology. I am joined in the studio with Vinny Henke from Valley Life. Good morning, Russ. It is great to be here with you and Ben Rao from The Well. Hello. The Well Church, I believe, is the, the Well Church is in Boise, official. Idaho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also Ryan Hempfell from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian. Glad to be here. And these gentlemen have, were kind enough to come in. Some of the regulars were not able to make it this week. Um, so they've been filling in and talking through, hopefully, truths that ground us more in the reality of what God has revealed in his word. So as we talk about all these things, hopefully you're not hearing opinions. Um, What you're hearing is us hopefully just parroting um, biblical truth. Because at the end of the day, what we believe doesn't matter. And that's not really going to help you that much. What does matter is what God's word says. So hopefully over the last little bit, you've been hearing us direct you back to God's word so that the positions that you hold um, faithfully reflect what God would, would desire us to hold for those positions. And what we found is that broad, the broad church may have lost its bearing with regard to that the positions that they hold are governed by the Word of God. And now they just hold positions that are governed by their own personal inclinations and leadings. So we're going to do um, deal with some topics today that maybe are hotter topics as far as hot-button topics. Um, but first one we're going to talk about is that sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin. And 53% of Americans still believe that that is true in the broad church. But that also means that 47% believe that sex outside of traditional marriage is okay. Why, are, why is a position, why is it true that sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin? Well, I think it's, it, it comes down to a misunderstanding. The Bible does not know sex apart from marriage. Our culture does. They've mm. separated the two a long time ago. But when the when the Bible sees sex, it sees the unification of uh, emotions, uh, mental and physical, essentially souls commingling together. Mm. And, and that is the marrying of one soul to another. And so when, when this is done outside of a covenant between one man and one woman for life, you end up mingling your soul with other people outside of a covenant. And, and I think that that's the big problem. So, like, there's no such thing as a one night stand. Um, you are marrying your soul to another individual, and, and we we always, we can tell horror stories of people getting invested and then being left to the side wayward. And I right. think it 
the the, the <laughs> realization that it's a, it's a sin before God is because it violates the design of what sex was intended for, a celebration mm-hmm. of the covenant between one man and one woman. But what do you say to the the young couples today that and the survey re- records this that it's it's younger people that are actually disagreeing with this statement more and more. What do you say to the young couples that are saying, well, no, we're not interested in a one-night stand. We're committed to one another, but we don't think we need to be married, that we are, quote-unquote, a couple in a committed relationship. Why can't we have sex without being married? I think it goes back, you know, that Vinny was saying that the scripture really doesn't conceive of this as apart Mm -hmm. from or outside of the marriage relationship. And we see that in the very beginning you know, when God causes a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, takes a rib out of his side and fashions Eve. And God basically performs the very first marriage ceremony. I mean, Adam wakes up, he presents Eve to him. He rejoices over this bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh that has been created. And then we're told that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That's speaking of that marriage covenant in union. And the two will become one flesh. So, wait a it, minute. I actually thought marriage was instituted by humans. No, not at all. <laughs> Before the fall of mankind, God instituted marriage, yeah. and uh, we, as His revelation unfolds, we see that this marriage that He instituted all along is to point to His relationship to His people, hmm. and uh, God has covenanted with us, and we are in this covenantal relationship with Him. And so when Jesus says that in the age to come, there will be no giving in marriage, you know, when I turned to my wife one time and said, hey, you know, look me up every once in a while just to kind of hang out in heaven. You know, we won't be husband and wife anymore, but I like you and want to hang out with you. (laughs) Uh, The reason why there's no marriage there is because marriage typifies the relationship that we have with God. And that relationship will be in its fullness. Mm -hmm. And there will be no need then for the type that we call that thing pointing to the reality. But back to the original question of, you know, when Jesus is kind of clarifying the law, he takes it a step further. And he says, if you even look at someone and you lust after them, you've committed adultery. So that type of desire outside of the bounds of marriage itself is sin. I read a quote from Paul David Tripp in his book, Do You Believe This Last Week? And I'm, I'm, probably 100% going to get it wrong, but the, the essence of the quote is this, that we cannot expect to stay within the safety of the boundaries of the, the law of God if our minds are always playing outside of the fence. Mm. And I thought that was just helpful insight and related to, to what Ryan's saying. We, we can't have our minds focused on inappropriate activity with somebody else and expect to stay within the confines of the protective area that the law is trying to keep us in. And I think we tend to think we can, mm-hmm. that we can let our minds go and still be okay. Mm-hmm. And... I think Christ pretty strongly says, no, yeah. you're not going to be okay. That You're out of bounds. Yeah, I think it's Paul's, with, oh, I'll say just Paul's language of taking every thought captive. 
Yeah. Right. I had a youth pastor at a conference tell me once, like, one thought, okay, you got to wrestle with it, but you start two, three, four thoughts, now you've got an argument, mm-hmm. yeah. and now you're in trouble. Yeah. I'll just say to this question, uh, one example that we have of abstaining from sex outside of marriage is, you know, the relationship of Joseph and Mary. Mm. You know, when we're introduced to Joseph and Mary, they're both presented as these are godly, righteous people in the world's eyes. And they were betrothed would be our modern day engagement. Mm -hmm. And yet Joseph, we're told, did not know Mary. And uh, that right there is a pattern that is presented as commendable and good and that we're to emulate. Sex is a good gift given by God. Yes. We have a tendency tendency to take God's good gifts and distort them. How has has broad Christendom distorted God's good gift of sex um, in our culture today that contributes to some of these errant beliefs on it? Not to give a personal testimony, but I think I was a victim of some of this in the 90s youth culture, where in terms of how we talked about sex was icky, stop it, don't touch it, and don't look Mm -hmm. at it. And so it it was always in the context of a negative in our discipleship and never teaching the the good, the beautiful, and the true about it. And -hmm. so I think that's one way we do that. When we we so focus on the negative and and keep trying to keep it rather than than teaching the purpose and the beautiful of what it is. I think that's the way we distort it. We need to we need to teach our, our youth that it's worth waiting for. Absolutely, right. like, yeah. not not like ah, keep it away. Yeah, but it's worth waiting for. It's it's so good that it's it, it needs to be enjoyed the way God wants you to enjoy it. And it's a good gift, but why has it become a bad gift when we use it outside of the parameters in which God has set forward? I think one thing our culture has done is like when this goes back to the episode we talked about the scriptures, when you take away that authority and even against its authority, humanity is now viewed not as so much an image bearer of God in our culture. We're just one of the beasts, one of the animals. We just have a higher intellect. So something like sex is something that you can just enjoy freely. I mean, it's just, it's natural. Just go have fun, enjoy it without any connections. But we're believing a lie, as Vinny pointed out to, that God has created this sexual union as the highest expression of human intimacy mm-hmm. and closeness. I mean, it's there is no closer physical bond or relationship, and it's not just physical, but it's emotional, and there's a spiritual connection. And when you just use that flippantly, you're just tearing yourself apart and you could try to squash that as much as possible, but it's just you're, you're, you're Paul says, why are you uniting yourself with a prostitute when you're the temple of God? You know, the union to the prostitute is that sexual act. Hmm. And, uh, um, I think that's one of the lies that we've believed is that we're just another one of the beasts and it's just a natural function. Yeah. If, if we think about enjoying sex as God has designed it, Think about all the the damage, the deceit, the disease, and discouragement that would be gone right. from our world. Yep. If we enjoyed as a gift between a covenant of one man and one woman for life. Mm. Yep. My guess is that most of us in the room have have talked with young people that engaged in sexual activity outside of marriage and then had all of this residual 
baggage and damage that they were carrying because they became emotionally attached and they created a bond where there there wasn't a true bond and now they were left with the scenario of, well, I engaged in something that connected me at a deep level with this other person, but I actually know that scripturally I shouldn't be pursuing them. Mm-hmm. But I'm attached somehow to them now, and now I'm having trouble moving away from this relationship. And we think we can play at this and and get, quote, unquote, the the benefits without any type of commitments or consequences. And I think I can speak for all of the guys in the room. You just can't do that. God designed sex in such a way that it's not just merely a physical act. Mm. It's it involves the entirety of the person. And to think that you can get the, the physical benefit or pleasure from it without any of the rest goes against God's good design. One of the great lies we believed. Right. And so many young people are getting sucked into this, this mindset that is so damaging. I wish you could hear the stories I hear. And, um, and I'm assuming the guys in the room could, would say the same thing. Yeah. And what I would just plead with you is now God is so wise and so good that he gives good gifts to us, but he wants us to enjoy them in the way that he gave them, not because he's he's a killjoy, but because he 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 wants your highest joy. Mm-hmm. And that can only be found inside the 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 bounds and the boundaries and that he has created. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to run freely in those bounds. And that's where sex is supposed to happen, is inside the, the safety of a, of a married relationship. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time.